Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Scientifically Speaking. Today, I have a guest. She is absolutely the bomb.com. We interviewed for grad school together and I met her. Well, I met you in the building in our previous institution. And then I also found out that we both made it to interviews <laughs> for one particular school. And that's where um, I got to spend more time with you. Today, my guest is Miranda Torres. She is a neuroscience PhD candidate at Northwestern University working in a spinal cord injury research to improve functional recovery. How are you this morning? I'm doing good. It's a good morning, honestly. It's beautiful outside. Yeah. How are yeah. you doing? I am doing well. The first thing I noticed was when we got on this call, you're in a lab and it is like 9.30 a.m. Yeah. So what are you doing? Yeah, yeah I'm in a lab. <laughs> you're telling me that you get to lab at 8 a.m. Because Why? Yeah, I have a summer student. I have a student coming in. She's in high school, so she's really on it, way on it than I was back then. <laughs> because she's underage, you know, I can't really leave her unattended with certain things. Yeah. So, like, I can't, she can't get labs, keys to the lab, and, mm-hmm. you know, she can't really work on certain experiments by herself. So I, I come in and help her out. Is she, like, in the wet lab part? No, actually, she's doing a lot of the like analysis. computational? Yeah, oh, yeah. Computation. yeah. It's a lot of comp. So like when she first got here, I had to teach her how to use like SPSS and you know how to extract data and stuff like that. Wait, so what's SPSS? SPSS. Yeah, it's a it's kind of like a really fancy Excel. It's just to help with data analysis. You can like oh. run a bunch of tests on it and like ANOVAs and T. It's a lot of stats, basically. Oh, it's like Prism, kind of? Yeah, exactly. It's like Prism, like GraphPad. Okay, 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 gotcha, gotcha. Ooh, Prism is my homegirl. I love Prism. She's cute. She's cute. (laughs) Yeah, because I remember, like, in my previous lab, we had some high schoolers who were in the lab, and they weren't allowed to do any, like, of the wet lab stuff. They couldn't even use a confocal. They all, Mm -hmm. they had to just be at the desk, literally just, like, data entry, like, analyzing data as well. And how long has your student been working in the lab? Honestly, not very long. It's been a few weeks, and I think she's only here for a couple more weeks i think it's like a total of like maybe six to eight weeks that she's going to be here oh Um, so it's not not too not too much work it's just 
is she doing this through like a program or is she just like voluntarily wanting to work in a lab? It's definitely uh, more like her parents know my PI, that kind of situation. That is literally my old lab. Yeah. My old lab. Uh, Arushi, if you're listening to this, I'm talking about you, girl. And <laughs> wow. So is she like wanting to go to, uh, is she interested in research? It's actually really funny. I was talking to her about it and we're, we're a neuroscience lab. Like we, we study like yeah. brains and spinal cords and, and yeah. like movement. And um, she's really interested in physics. She's a, like, she's specifically oh. like astrophysics. Like she's really like uh, intrigued by that. And so I was like, mm-hmm. girl, what are you doing here? <laughs> but, well, that is so interesting. Who knows? Maybe there is um, there is some crossover. Maybe she can learn about um, how our bodies work in space and Maybe. neuroscience in space, something like that. I don't know. I'm trying to get her to do a lot of like math stuff, basically anything in the lab. So it's like oh. like working with like electrodes. That's smart. Yeah, yeah. You know, EMG recordings and stuff like that, just to kind of mm. kind of connect it to what she's more interested in, instead of like focusing yeah, yeah. on more bio stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, look at you! Uh, look at you being a good mentor. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Is she your first student that you're mentoring? She's my. Kind of, yes. Like she's my first official student in the lab. Um, when I yeah earlier this year, I was TAing. It's part of my like it's one of the requirements, right? In my program, I have to TA. Yeah, yeah. And so I TA'd a, a bio Ugh, TAing. Ugh. Class. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much work. I was exhausted. Yes, I know. But I felt like I mentored those students a little. Like a lot of them asked Aww. me for rec letters after and like asked yeah. me if I was going to TA like another quarter. And I was like, not nah, yeah. <laughs> can't do this. My research completely halted when I was TAing. I needed to completely focus on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So officially she is my first like official lab student mentee. When you TA, like do you have to TA for um, like what's the requirement? Like just one year of TAing? So it's usually two quarters. So we're in a quarter system. So it's usually two quarters mm-hmm. of TAing, but it mm. also depends on the class you're TAing. So for example, the class that I TAed was a lot of work and they, the, mm-hmm. like the directors understand that. And so they consider like one quarter of TAing oh. for that counts as two because gotcha, it's so gotcha. much work. Gotcha. Oh gosh. How would you compare like doing research now as a grad student to when you were um, a research tech at our previous institution? Honestly, um, when I was a research tech as our, at our previous institution, it was as intense, if not more, I feel like. Because at our, I feel like at our previous institution, um, at the time, like I had this goal, like I was like, I was trying to get into grad school. And also I knew that I only had a year at that institution. Yeah. So I had this like, I don't know, this like pressure to, to have like use my year oh yeah in like the best way possible so like work extra hard and come in a lot of hours and do as much as possible yeah yeah whereas i feel like in grad school like yes you're you're trying to defend and like you have a, but you also have like mm-hmm. six years to do it you know what i mean so it's like i feel like it's it's a little less pressure as it was when i when i was a tech exactly yeah yeah especially with certain people I was working with, it was just a really intense environment. So mm-hmm. um, I would say it's it was maybe just as rigorous, but I think it was a lot more pressure when I yeah. was a tech because I wasn't in grad school yet. So I kind of was like working towards 
something. I mean, obviously now I'm working towards something. I'm working towards my PhD. But before I was like trying to get into the program and like trying to do all these things. And yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I've I've always feared that. I mean, I've been working as a research tech for the past couple of years, and one of the one of the bright sides, in my opinion, of working as a tech is that like almost all of my time in the lab is spent like on lab work and research. And that's something that I, I genuinely enjoy. And then when I think about grad school, it's something that I've been eyeing. And I'm like, grad school sounds really fun, but I'm just not looking forward to the, the institution that I'm wanting to apply to. Like one of the requirements is that we have to TA for almost an entire year. And I'm like, oh, I'm not looking forward to that. And then like classes, like I don't want to... <laughs> Classes suck. I'll be super honest with you. Classes suck. I love learning. I like going to class, but I don't like being tested on it. You know what I mean? It's so stressful. It's so stressful. Yes. And then also, like, grad school classes are just, they're, they're on X Games mode. They're next level. Like, I can't. They were so difficult. They were, and yeah. I struggled. Yes. And so that's my worry that if and when I get into grad school, um, that my time would be divvied up and I just wouldn't have enough time on research for like the first couple of years. And then I believe like most institutions, all the classes and all those things are like done by the second year, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would say your first two years, granted, I've only ever done my first two years. I'm barely finishing mm -hmm. up my second yeah. year. But um, everyone says your first two years are probably the most difficult because it's like the transition and you're picking the lab but you're also you know taking your classes you're TAing you're applying to fellowships you're trying to figure out your project so once yeah. all of that is over like once you finish your qualifying exam then yeah. you, you just it's just kind of like you just focus on your research and then it's almost like you're being a tech again you know and you can just mm. work on the yes. things that you actually want like look forward to working on yeah oh wait when did you take your qualifying exam so I took it a month ago, or I guess, mm. I, don't know when, I don't know when this is going to come out, but I took it in May. <laughs> so I yeah, yeah, you took it in May. How was it? Were you nervous? It was, it was so hard. I'll be really honest with you. It, really? It, well, I think my biggest issue was that I, I, I picked certain people on my committee that I thought were going to be really supportive and really cool and mm -hmm. there was one person specifically on my committee that really really shot me down and it felt like they were out for blood and so oh. I, I felt um during my qualifying exam you know this yeah one specific pi just was like very you know like on my ass about it and uh -huh. it, it became very difficult like i remember just being like feeling really like stuck yeah oh god you know what i mean like, you know how, like when you when you want to cry and your throat hurts yeah <laughs> it was kind of like that oh gosh i'm so sorry i know thankfully everyone else on my committee was really cool and they really stood behind me um mm -hmm. so it ended up being okay and i passed and everything was fine and yeah we we're moving past it but it's definitely it's, it's it was hard it was mm -hmm. it sucks that they're like that but maybe I guess or one way to see this is that later on in the future, you're going to have to deal with people that are going to be like that, that are just going to like shit on your project, your presentation on everything. And maybe having to deal with this PI will like prepare you and help you like, you know, answer tough questions that they're going to throw at you. So if anything, they're like the pawn in this little game of chess. So when like the queen attacks, you're like, bitch, 
I'm prepared. I know. Yeah, exactly. Hi. <laughs> and all that matters is you you pass you pass your qualifying exam. So snaps you, baby. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And also, like, it just made me realize, like, okay, like, I clearly this person mm-hmm. isn't gonna be on my thesis committee. Like, all of these things, right? So it's just like it it make, it opens your eyes to like mm-hmm. what you should work on and who you should work with. So it's, True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes you're just going to work with shitty people and that's okay. You know, that's life. That's life. It's not even just in academia. It's everywhere. And also one thing that I learned, it's much easier to say than to actually do, but like separating your emotions from like research, because there are going to be times when I have it. I have a habit of sometimes taking things personally, whether it's like constructive criticism or just anything. I know. I'm so sensitive. Same. Yes, bitch. Me too. And so. I'd be crying. (laughs) So the committee members on your qualifying exam, they're not the same ones for like your. Your thesis committee. Thesis committee. They don't have to be. No. So you can choose to um, have them be the same people. And that's, but that's totally up to like. Yeah. So you're playing spoons. You're playing spoons. You're trying to get four of a kind. You just switch out the cards. Yeah. <laughs> you just kind of switch, see who vibes the best. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. <laughs> is there like one particular PI where like everyone just knows that this is the cool PI and they want that PI to be in the thesis committee? Yeah, absolutely. And there's always like one specific PI per like dom- neuro- neuroscience domain. Like, you know, like there's like EFIS and there's like systems and comp. And everyone knows like the cool PIs in each one of those. Oh. <laughs> and so that's who they kind of like fight for, for committees. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's funny because a lot of us were like, it's most of mo- the qualifying exam is usually like in August, right? Mm-hmm. And a, my cohort is doing them really early. And I think it's because we were all just like nervous about who we're going to pick as our committee. So we all were just like mm-hmm. trying to pick people and like trying to schedule it really early on. Can you walk me through uh, what a qualifying exam is like? Obviously, I haven't done one. I don't know what it's like. Like, just like, give me qualifying exam 101. Okay, so each institution does it differently. So for my program, uh, you're supposed to have a project and you're presenting a project to three different PAs who are on your committee, right? Yeah. And these three different PIs typically... No, like for example, my project was over spinal cord injury research, right? So yeah. the three PIs that I picked were all, you know, experts in spinal cord injury, right? Mm-hmm. And in my project, I was testing a, a drug, and so one of one of my um, committee members also like was working with the same drug that I was working on. So like mm-hmm. everyone on your committee is pretty knowledgeable or like should yeah. know a lot about what your project's about. And so basically during my qualifying exam, I proposed my project and, you know, told them how many animals I'm going to need, what tests I'm going to run, what I'm expecting to see. Yeah. And then um, the, the, the entire time, it's supposed to last about two hours. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. It's a two. Yeah. It, how long do you present? So you present for like 45, but during those 45 minutes, they interrupt you. They can interrupt you whenever they want. Oh, okay. And it's also um, a chalk talk. So you don't have a presentation. You don't have like a PowerPoint. You have just a whiteboard and a marker. And you're just kind of like, this is my plan, right? Yeah. And so um, you present like your aims and what you expect and kind of like 
not really preliminary preliminary data because you don't really have that yet, but kind of like what what you'd what you'd hope to see instead. And then if something doesn't go right, then you would say, well, alternatively, I would do this experiment if this. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so the whole time they're just asking you really specific questions like, why did you choose these animals? Like if you have certain transgenic animals or like, why, why did you look at these tests? How do you know that this is going to work and all that stuff? And they're really like on your ass about it. Mm -hmm. But but the whole point is they want to make sure that you are knowledgeable right? and they want to make sure that like what you learned in your classes and what you're doing in lab, you know what I mean? I guess like the way to prepare is like, you don't have to read a lot of papers, right? And so like, well, how did you know, how did you know, blah, 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 well, like, oh, well, there was a recent study on this and they looked into this and there are additional studies done by this group and they looked at this, like, that's how you would defend yourself, like. Yeah, yeah, so you'd have to read a bunch of papers and kind of have them, like, yeah, on lock in your head, because then you'd tell them, like, oh, on this paper and you could, like, name drop it or something. Yeah. And then they'll be like, oh, what else did they find? Or like, oh. Maybe, you know, because, you know, these PIs are knowledgeable, they'll probably know that paper, too. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, oh, well, you know, they also found this in this paper that's not really valid with what you're saying. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So they can kind of like completely dismiss you. Yeah. And then you kind of have to recover from that and be like, oh, well, actually, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, you kind of just like are trying to prove yourself. But yeah, it's hard because it's you're almost kind of setting yourself up for failure because you're going against like three experts right it's like three Mm. experts in their field who like have their own labs and know everything about whatever and you're just like a baby a baby neuroscientist and you're just like (laughs) please look at my like look at my project i know what i'm talking about so what you're telling me is that this is academic shark tank it's so yeah (laughs) perfect example (laughs) It's like, hi, sharks. Um, for 50% of your time, I would like to get my PhD. Um, and here's why I should get my PhD. Here's why I should be a PhD candidate. It's like, mm, mm, I like the idea. I love the product. But the reasoning wasn't good. Therefore, I'm out. Literally. Except it's not them out. It's you. You're out. You're like, no. <laughs> and for that reason you're out. (laughs) We both interviewed with one specific institution back in 2019. So we applied in 2019 and then we interviewed in person January or February of 2020. Yeah, 2019. No, it was, yeah, it was 2020. Before we found out about the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And then um, you, Miss Thang, got into... Northwestern and uh, one particular school. For some reason, I thought you were longer because during our uh, neuroscience retreat, you presented a post and you had so much data. I was putting in work, bro. I told you. I was putting in in work. (laughs) Yeah, you had like so much data. I worked in my previous lab for like three years and yeah, you had, it seemed like you had more data than I did. And I worked a lot for three years. Holy shit. So you got into the previous institution and then you got into Northwestern. So was it hard for you to decide where you want to go for school, for grad school? There was a moment when I was debating because, you know, my previous institution, I had already been there for a year. I had a solid project. Yeah. And I, that I really enjoyed, like I come to really love. 
And you're right, I got a lot of data and I was like, oh, I can really like, you know, publish something, get a paper. And also like with um, my PI at that previous institution, he was really pushing to be like, if you stay here, you you could graduate in three years and like you could do this and I could put you on top. And knowing his resources and knowing his connections, I was like, I know that to be true. Like, I feel like that would have been possible. Um, and also, like, I was very comfortable with my institution. Like, I'm from Texas. Yay, Texas girl. I'm from Texas. My whole family's in Texas. Wait, where? My parents are in Waco, Texas. Oh, Waco. I visited Waco for the first time, like, last September. I don't recommend it. <laughs> don't go. Yeah. <laughs> Notice how I just said I went there. I didn't say anything else. I just went there. That's it. Okay. Just, you pass. <laughs> it from if you're driving austin to dallas <laughs> it was you could just be like hi and then just not even stop it's a city waco's a city it is it is it's, <laughs> it has a river That's it. i always associate waco with zombie land because in the very beginning <gasps> yes. of the movie they had to like, like find an area that just had like no one like they had to find like a safe <laughs> spot and they're like we gotta go to waco I'm glad you associate Waco with that and not anything else. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. So previous institution, your... Right. So I, it was hard to pick between the previous institution and Northwestern for a moment. Yeah. For a moment, I was definitely like, I could graduate in three years. I could be close to my family. I already know the city. I could renew my lease. Like all of these things. Yeah. Right? And, and I had already made friends. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, uh, my other institution and northwestern they're fairly comparable you know like yeah. the stipend was good they're both good programs and so i was like really torn for a second yeah and then i realized i was like you know i applied to grad school twice both of those times northwestern was my top choice you know what i'm saying yeah and i knew that i wanted to study motor control and you know uh-huh. um spinal cord injuries and northwestern is like one of the best schools to do that mm-hmm. and i was like i get like this full ride fully funded oh and i made to move to chicago like one of the best cities in the, in the country i was like that sounds so badass and i've lived in texas my whole life so i was like why am i not jumping at this opportunity? yeah you know what i mean like why am i not wanting to this? and it was scary i didn't know anyone in chicago and i knew it was gonna be i was gonna be here for like yeah probably six years and this decision will change my whole life like maybe who I end like marrying and where I end up living mm-hmm. in the future and like all of these things. Right. And I was like, fuck it. Like there's nothing holding me back. From Houston. And honestly, like my previous institution, I had a lot of good memories, but I also had not a lot yeah. of good memories. And I was like, I should, I need a dip. I yeah. was like, I need, I need to go. Like we're, we're good. And I, yeah. And I went for how, on a scale of zero to 10. How much do you love Chicago? Honestly, 10. Yeah, Chicago's amazing. Ah, yes, Chicago is so, so fun. How far is it from the Northwestern? How far is it away from like um, downtown Chicago? Like 30 minutes? Northwestern has two campuses. They have one in Evanston, yeah. which is like northern yeah. North Chicago. And then they have one in yeah. the downtown campus. So I actually work on the downtown campus. Oh! So like I'm, I'm in downtown Chicago, baby. <laughs> wow. I like a block away from the lake oh my gosh that's so cool i'm so happy for you yeah girl you need to get away from houston get away from texas low-key what i want to do but what you were thinking making your decision leaving is exactly what i'm kind of going through right now 
Honestly, I, I get it. What's happening recently? I get it. I get it. But yeah, I'm like, I've been in Texas my entire life and I want to get out. But one of the best things about Houston is that it is so, 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 so cheap. Yeah. Like cost of living is cheap. If you don't mind me asking, what is your stipend? Like how much? So it's 32, 33 a year. And is that, that's like livable in Chicago? It's tech, yes, but okay. also like I'm on a budget. You know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. But I'm definitely on a, like you're going to need a roommate. I don't have like dependents and I, so I think, yeah. Th- so I think it's like, I can't imagine having like a family to provide for on this stipend because there's no way, you know what I mean? And even now, like I'm like yeah. trying to figure out like, oh, should I have like a side gig? Like should I tutor high school students? Like should I? Oh yeah, no, I hear. I don't know, like something like that, because even then, like I, I'm definitely on a budget. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't do certain things. I can't eat out all the time. I, I'm it's okay. Hey, help me out. Help um, me out. Content Just, creation. I'll be on your podcast every week. If Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. There are some tutoring places in Houston that pay a lot. Like they pay like thirty an hour. Oh shit! I'm like the commitment's kind of big though. It's kind of it's kind of long. Like you have to work. Yeah, I was gonna say like. <laughs> and I think that that will take some time out of your your um, research. Mm. So going back to the previous institution, I'm kind of curious because after we both turned down that institution and then that's when the pandemic hit and then we never really got to see each other. You went to Chicago. I kind of want to see like how things panned out, like what happened at the previous institution. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think it's actually really funny because at our previous institution, I kind of knew who you were. We weren't like really good friends initially, right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we worked in the same building. Yep. And we used the same like equipment rooms for behavior. Yeah, the same. Equipment. Yes, yes. Like we knew all the same people. And I think we were just like one floor away from each other. Like I was on the ninth floor. You were on the 10th floor, right? I was 10th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we both worked crazy hours. So like I saw you all the time. And mm-hmm. it was really interesting because my PI warned me about you. And I like thought you were really cool because I could like sense your vibe. I was like, oh, he's a good energy. Like I want to be his friend. Yeah. And my PI was like, oh, you know, he's been working here for a really long time. If you guys both interview, like only one of you is going to get it. Like he's not going to, that you guys aren't going to get accepted. What? Okay. That I did not know. No, I told you this. I did not know that. Wait, 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 wait. No, I told you this when we were interviewing because I remember because, like, I was so nervous because I was like, fuck, if it's between me and him, like, he's got it. Because, like, like you said, you'd been working there for so much longer than I have and you had much more data than I had. And I was like, and, like, you had, like, the social media presence. I was like, I can't compete. You know what I mean? And then we interviewed and we were both, we both presented at the interview, right? We both presented posters and then that's when you kind of like we were like hey like I think I know you and I was like yeah we kind of work and I was like nervous about it because I was like are we friends are we not friends what's happening and then I told you I was like yeah honestly I was like worried to be your friend because my my PI kind of like put me against you but like for no reason I was like you're really fucking cool you know what I mean I was like when we vibed so hard Hmm. I want to give him benefit of the doubt that maybe that's what he kind of assumed I don't think he had like bad intentions on like I want you guys to compete I think maybe he heard from someone on the admission committee that they are only accepting what like 14 students 
and maybe they can only hold a number of spots yeah. for their their own people you know so who knows that is shocking though but if if it did came if he did have bad intentions that would shock me because your pi and i are on really good terms that's the thing we're we're on really good terms i mean i haven't talked to him since <laughs> but my old pi went to to grad school with your pi and when i interviewed with my pi for the research mm-hmm. tech position she was like oh my gosh like you remind me one of my good friends and then I was like, okay. And then I got to meet your PI. And I'm like, we're just both gay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gay, just gay and like eccentric. <laughs> exactly. We're just both gay and Asian. I'm like, hmm, I'm really seeing the similarities. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you Loki have the same I've, haircut too. Okay. Actually, no, yeah. High, high key, actually. <laughs> You're right. You are so right. <laughs> I just remember definitely like bonding with you during that interview weekend because you were like the only person that I like truly knew. And it was just wild that our previous research experiences were so similar, like the way that our PIs handle things. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, like that our PIs were like manipulative, like that's just that's like sugarcoating it because they were. Yeah, no, it was it was bad. And I'm like. They were, they sucked. Yeah. Friends, because they're so, so similar in the way that they handle their labs. Yeah. Are you on good terms with your previous PI? I, it's honestly, I have no idea because when I left, um, mm-hmm. things were really hectic. You know, it was right when COVID hit and everything was shutting down and we had to like, you know, close, close everything. Like mm-hmm. I had to close my project. And also I was, I had just gotten accepted. So I was leaving soon. So when everything was shutting down, we counted that as like my exit. Right. You know, it was like downloading all these files and it was just really hectic. And so I, mm-hmm. I'm not on speaking terms with my PI, with my previous PI, but I, I don't necessarily know if if that's wait did he like a good or a bad thing because i felt like when i left did he write your letter of rec for grad school yes he did but that was i had gotten accepted already you right right okay okay so it was it was after the acceptance where like things were just kind of like either plateauing or going south i feel like i was mistreated and like manipulated all the time they might during my program like the year that i was there oh yeah i feel like i kind of dealt yeah the whole time because in my head I was like I really just need to get into grad school and if I quit this lab like I'm I'm there's I'm not gonna have yeah. I'm not gonna be able to you know submit an application because like another PI is not gonna know me as well I'm not gonna be able to have another project like I knew I was like I just need to deal yeah and and kind mm-hmm. of go with it until I get accepted and then once I got accepted I was like okay like I I can't handle this anymore and then that's when I you know, kind of like spoke about what was happening in the lab. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like for a long time, I just kind of like was desensitized by it. Right. Like I was, mis- I was mistreated and I knew I was getting mistreated and I knew like it wasn't okay. Yeah. But in my head, I was like, I can't deal with this right now. Be- like I can't let it get to me because I have to get into grad school. Like, you know what I mean? Like that was my goal. Yes. And I think it wasn't until mm-hmm. I did decide to, you know, report my PI. And afterwards, when I was in the report and I was like explaining to my director, it was to HR and also like my directors were there, the directors of my program, because I was in a prep program. This is to HR. And and so like they were all like kind of in a room. I see. I see. 
And so like, I was like, yes, like, this is how he was treating me. Da, 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 da. Right. And I kind of had like a list, right. Cause I was like, I didn't want to forget anything. Yeah. And it was just like, so interesting because I feel like for a long time, I was just kind of so used to that. I was like, oh yeah, this is what he did. And then at one point my directors were like, are you serious? Like, that's not okay. Like, are you serious? Uh-huh. Like they like, like the looks on their faces that like, it was such a, it's like such a bad thing Yeah. that I was like, shit, like, you're right. Like, I don't know why I didn't tell you before. Like, I don't know why. I, yes, that was. I didn't say something because because that's really shitty. And I, I didn't. Uh-huh. It didn't even like hit until I saw their faces. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, Do you remember what it was? Um, What it was? The incident? I do remember. Yeah. Um, so when I got into both schools, right, Northwestern and yeah. previous institution, my PI got very nice, <laughs> you know, very like oh, you'd be so great here, graduate in three years, all of these things. You know what I mean? My PI too, yes. So yes. almost like trying, because he knew he knew he was, mistre- I feel like he knew he was mistreating me. And then he realized that yes. that the only way to get me to stay, because, you know, I was I was an asset, right? Like I did a lot of work. I was mm-hmm. hauling ass. Um, so he was right. like, yes, you were. He was like, I'm going to be, like, I, I, in my head, I don't actually know if this is what his intentions were, but it seemed like he was, he was being really nice to me. Like he'd buy me lunch and like all these things. And of finally got to the point where I told him I was like you know what I I decided to go to Northwestern like I, I declined the previous institution's offer and, and I'm gonna go to yeah. Northwestern and he got so angry I just remember him just like being really petty and at first I was like oh maybe he'll just be passive aggressive and I can just like yeah ignore it and it's not a big deal and he straight up told me he was like oh you only got into that institution because of my recommendation like, let's see what happens. Like, if I call them and take my recommendation out, like, if you still have a spot there. What the fuck? No. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. How did you feel in that particular moment? I That is such... I was like at a loss for words because like yeah. it was very on brand with him. Like I had seen him be cruel to people before mm-hmm. and I guess he had been cruel to me before, but I guess it was it was always very like, I don't know, like very almost low key. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know before he's told me like, oh, you know, um, if you don't do this experiment, we'll, we won't put you on the paper or like something like that. So like really like, yes, whatever. Yes. But, uh-huh. Oh, shit. but I think this was like, this was like immediate like an immediate fuck you and like that's what i like was like oh shit because i i think before he anything he had said to me it just kind of blew off because i was like oh it's like whatever like it's something light Mm -hmm. and i think this was like a direct hit you know what i mean like this is just like you you're worthless and you didn't do this on your own i got you here i'm the reason you're succeeding in life or like something like that you know what i mean yeah and that's how that's how i felt and i was just like I don't know. It felt really discouraging. And I, I knew immediately that his words didn't mean anything because mm-hmm. because that's just how he is. And at this point, like I knew how he was dealing and, and the things he said. But at the same time, I was like, that's that's so shitty. And so when I told my, yes. when my directors and I told like the HR person, they were like, he said that. And I was like, wait, who did yeah, you talk he, to in HR? Do you remember? I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember her name. Was it, um, was it, uh, oh my God. I, I honestly did not know that you had to go through all, you went through all of this, but it's, once again, it's crazy because we went through the same thing, um, exiting the, the institution. And then you and I are, are very similar where I'm not even sure if I'm even, if my PI and I, my PI and I are on good terms, but I know for sure that I'm not trusting that letter of rank. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did so did HR do anything to that to your PI? I, I don't think so. Cause I, you know, I I thought that they would like reach out to me once, like again, once the report was filed or yeah. whatever. And I I was never talked to again. And then it also happened, like all of this was happening, you know, May 2020. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like right, everything had just shut down and things were like kind of opening up so people could go into like the animal facilities and like go into experiments like mm-hmm. I, I was like required to work from home because I, I was I wasn't considered essential yet mm-hmm. and so it was just like I think there was so much going on that nothing happened also I just feel like he's, yeah he was also like a very influential and like powerful person in our old institution to the point where like yes yep. I don't think it would have done anything you know what I mean He's the um the core director or the director for the core, right? Yeah. So pretty, pretty high up there. And I, I was pretty close to some of the members in your lab. The I think she was an undergrad. She uh helped me move some of the equipment sometimes mm-hmm. from the main building to our building. Yeah. Do you do you know who I'm talking about? Maybe. Uh she's Asian. I want to say Victoria. I don't think that's her name though. Yes, I remember. Yeah, she, I was like, I was always humming her name. Well, sometimes I go out by myself. Well, I might, I might, I might bleep that part out because I don't want to. She's listening. Hey, girl. She's in med school now. Oh, <gasps> really? Yeah. So she was an undergrad, and then she was a tech the same year I was a tech because she yeah. graduated, and then she was just kind of applying to med school, and then she got in 
that's cool we were so excited because like i feel like she and i kind of created a bond when we yeah. were um teching at the same time because we both were kind of dealing with the same shit you know what yeah. i mean and y'all were and trauma we were bonding just like yeah exactly exactly yes. no i'm telling you we have we went through similar experiences my colleagues and i we all trauma bonded and that's what y'all are doing to trauma bond. that's exactly what happened yeah and we were both kind of in the same mindset where we were like I, I just wanted to get into grad school she just wanted to get in med school so we were just like let's just wait it out yeah and get our acceptances and then dip and that's what we did you know we got accepted around the same time and then we both were like all right bye <laughs> we left I know that like the other grad students did not want to join y'all's lab because there's only like y'all only had one lab or one one grad student. Is it one no grad student left? Really? Left he did lab. leave. Yeah. Yeah, like on bad terms with. Wait, are you talking about? I don't know if we're talking about the same. He's like he had like a beard or something. He's not a PhD student. He's like I don't know like a postdoc or something in your lab. He like had a beard, bigger guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah. He left like on bad terms with uh, your PI. <laughs> and I think he moved to like the main building. Okay. And y'all had one PhD student and he tolerated your PI. He was able to tolerate. I don't know how. I think. You know who I'm talking about? I do know who you're talking about. I had feelings about him. He, um, he was, I think he had kind of like the same mindset as both of our PIs where he just was kind of like. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, he was kind of mean to me too honestly and i think part of it was like he was technically my like superior right like he was a grad student i was a prep scholar so like uh-huh. like i was learning from him and he like taught me a lot and you know i'm grateful for that but he definitely he didn't we didn't trauma bond because i feel like he mm, really liked her pi and yeah like respected him yeah and all that. Exactly. yeah i kind of got that feeling too i never really spoke to him but i got that how do I know that? I don't know. I, I just kind of got that feeling. He he does he does have like a vibe. I think that's what it is. I think it's actually very apparent. Yeah. Kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah. Kind of vibe. <laughs> you know, I haven't talked to in a while. I have not talked to Sarabi. I love her. I haven't talked to her either. I love Sarabi so much. You know, I met her way before I met you because she is she's co-director of the Yeah, yeah. And so when I was just starting out with my behavioral assays, I had to meet with her to learn how to use, you know, the equipment. Yeah, the training. Yeah. So this was like, this is like 2018. And she and I just like bonded over how much we love rats. Mm -hmm. And I thought she was really cool. And then I found out that like she cooks a lot on the side, like not just cooks for fun, but like, well, I mean, she does cook for fun, but she does. No, she has like a YouTube. Yeah, she has like tutorial videos and it's, it's, she's growing and I'm so happy for her. I know she's like a dancer too. Yes, she's so fucking talented, and she went to grad school with our PIs, mm-hmm. and so. But despite going to grad school with them, and I guess being friends with them, like she would tell me all these interesting stories, interesting stories, and she really looked out for for you and, you know that right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah, she's. I love her. I love her. She's great. She is this amazing. I actually want to invite her to the podcast to see what she's up to now. <laughs> Do you know if she's still working at our previous institution? I will, I think she is, but honestly, I have no idea. I have it on Facebook, but like, I don't think she ever posts about our previous institution. So like, I'm not sure. I'm kind of like curious to see how your, that lab is even funded because I don't think 
that lab even published a paper in the past like couple of years no they didn't like 10 years right yeah they haven't published a paper in a very long time i was who is funding where's the money coming from <laughs> where you think miss may i'm on the 13th floor where you think oh oh you're right you're right <laughs> see see <laughs> see 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 wig we know who we know okay. who it is <laughs> does it ever bring back bad memories though yes and no like yes because i know that like mm. it was i wasn't in the best headspace like i i had like this goal in mind and i think that's the only thing that kind of kept me going was the fact that i just really wanted to get into grad school and so like everything else just didn't yeah. matter you know i was like i just i'm gonna do this experience i'm gonna stay in late i'm gonna deal with a toxic pi and i'm actually like, mm-hmm. really proud of myself because like i got it and like I got into my top choice and like I yeah. did do a lot of work and I did hustle and I yeah. did learn a lot like even though I was in such a bad lab environment that didn't really stop me from you know not not doing my project and not finishing what I needed to finish so like yes it was really hard and yes yeah. I expect bad memories and I don't ever want to go through that again but it's also like I feel like I grew a lot in that lab and oh yeah absolutely it definitely thickens your skin a bit too yeah it helps you grow up and it helps you lay down boundaries with this current lab how are you doing great i love my current lab yeah Ah! i love it yeah i'm happy for you i know it's a a good time would you say that your previous research experience is related to your current research um somewhat so from not my research for my previous institution because that was more of like a genetics lab yeah um but my research when i was an undergrad is really connected to what i'm doing now because i worked on spinal cord injuries when i was an undergrad and i worked with like motor recovery yeah and so that's kind of what i'm i'm doing now i kind of went back on it because i think when i was an undergrad i really really liked my lab and i really liked what i was doing yeah but i worked there for like almost like three years Mm -hmm. and I think for a long time I was like what if I only like this research because it's the only research I've done and it's like what I've done the most so when I was at our other institution I decided to not do motor based and I was like let's do genetics let's do something else to kind of see like if I like other things and even though I really liked my project in my old love and I really liked the genetics portion of it yeah I was like I really love spinal cord injuries and so I decided to work with yeah I'm happy for you. Is grad school everything that you like expected it to be? I knew it was going to be hard. I did not think it was going to be this hard. <laughs> what what makes it hard? I think if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you're expected to do so much. Like I said, like you have these classes and then you have research and you have fellowship applications and you have TA ship. Like it's you're kind of like pulled towards everything. And also I think, yeah, you know, I didn't take classes for a year. And so I think that really like, it was hard to kind of adjust back into the classroom. Also, I did start grad school in 2020, mid pandemic. My first year of classes were completely remote. Yeah. So like, not only am I learning these really hard topics, but I'm, uh-huh. I'm, I wasn't really getting the support I needed yeah. because like, I didn't have any yeah, friends yeah. in Chicago. And also, Chicago winters from a Texan tech going from a Texas girl yeah, oh. to a Chicago winter, it wrecked me. It yeah. kicked my ass. Seasonal depression hit me so hard. I feel you. Like, girl, I visited Chicago one time in April yeah. when it was cold. Yeah, no. And to me, that was too cold already. 
So I can't even imagine what it's like during the winter time. It's cold like nine months out of the year. It's awful. Oh, fuck no, baby. <laughs> I know. Like I said, I love Chicago. Like it's a ten, but only in the summer. <laughs> I feel, you know, like I love like the northern states. I love like the city vibes and all, but I hate the weather. Like I yeah. love New York. I love the Big Apple. I love New York, but it's too cold sometimes. And I, I cannot wear winter clothes too, for too long. I'd rather just wear like shorts and a tank top. Yeah. Like right now in Texas, it is like high 90s, low 100s. And I low-key like it, like. No, literally, it was like 90 something degrees the other day here in Chicago. And everyone was like, I'm dying. And I was like, I'm thriving. This is the best thing. <laughs> I was outside all day. I was like, I, I don't care. Like, I, I can't handle it. Literally, natural selection Absolutely. was taking its course. <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely say that's why grad school was so hard. It was like the adjustment. It was the new city. I didn't know anyone. Yeah. And also like pandemic. And What is one thing that you really enjoy so far? In grad school, nothing. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> like something that you're like, I you know I was on <laughs> something that you're like, whoa, I didn't know like I would like this, or I was not expecting to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was not expecting to like this. It's hmm. interesting because now I think about it, a lot of the things I'm doing now are things I've already done, and so they're things I, I knew I would like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Oh my gosh, I think yeah. After like leaving um a bad like lab environment you begin to appreciate all the small things from like a new lab environment and so the first thing I did with my new lab is like laying down the boundaries with my PI I was like I'm gonna do this this and this don't expect me to do this because and I think you could tell that like something had happened in my previous lab because I was just very cautious with everything were you like that with I guess any of the PIs at your current institution I think I'm, I was like the opposite. I think I, I was definitely cautious, but I have this really hard time of making boundaries and asking for help. Mm. So I realized like, I've, I told my PI what happened in my previous institution just to kind of get a heads up. Like, yeah. I was like, this is what happened, whatever. And she was so cool about it. Right. And so now, like, for example, when I took on my current project, I was like, yeah, I can come in on weekends. Like I can do this if it's needed. Da, da, da. And she was like, let's just start Monday through Friday and see how that goes. If we need to add in time. Oh my, yes. Love that. And then I told her like, oh yeah, we can extend the project like 16 weeks if we need to. And she was like, let's just start with eight. Like, let's do eight weeks. Let's see how it goes. If we need to extend it, we can extend. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like she put the boundaries for me and I I needed that because I feel like I would have exactly gone down the hole that I was in. Yeah. Like, like, like I didn't learn. You know what I mean? Because I I want to be such a people pleaser and I want to like, prove that I deserve to be in this space yeah and and I think she was just like you've made it like you can chill you oh, know what I'm I mean? so like, happy for you yeah and it's like so it's so refreshing it's and even now like I, I still have to like cautiously I have to consciously think like I can't handle all of this work I, mm-hmm. I and it's okay like I can take a break and that's fine and yeah one thing that is just so relieving is when you're able to convey your thoughts, your feelings and emotions to your PI and the, it's just, it feels so good when they're so understanding and they're like, Oh, it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. Or we can, um, we can work it out. And literally like I orgasmed when my, my PI was like, yeah, like I want to make sure that 
I'm helping you reach your goals. Like, what can I do to help out? I'm like, oh my fucking God. Like, yes. Like, you don't have an ulterior motive? What? <laughs> exactly. Like, you don't want me to follow your agenda? What? Oh my gosh. You literally, you care about me? What? You care about my research goals? Wow. It's literally so refreshing. It's so nice. I remember one time, um, we have like a little like uh, like a subgroup meeting and one person was just like feeling like a bit um, like sick. I think like allergies or just like flu or something. And uh, my PR was like, is something wrong? Um, do, you need, do you need to go on vacation? And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, like, you know, if, if you're if you need to go on vacation, like you can take a week off. I'm like, what? <laughs> this would never happen in my old lab. Literally never did you ever have any vacations in your old lab no i worked holidays i worked weekends i same here same here i worked no vacations almost every single holiday yep i think i only had my three years of working in my old lab i only went on vacation like two or three times that's it yeah whereas like everyone in this lab they go on vacation like once every two three months and i'm like this is such like a healthy lab environment and everyone is just genuinely happy. And when everyone's happy and everyone is like so self-motivated, it just makes you feel good. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm in the right environment. Like, this is what I kind of wish like my last lab was like this, you know? Yeah, no, I totally get that. All right. Well, thank you, Miranda, for being a guest on the podcast. Is there any advice that you'd like to give to the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. I would say, like, don't take shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't take shit. Fight for yourself. Don't take shit. I mean, like, I know people will be like, oh, it builds character. Or like, oh, it'll help you learn. And like, yeah, for sure, it'll help you learn. It helps build my story arc. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My villain era. (laughs) (laughs) i like that don't eat shit don't eat shit okay is there anything that you would like to plug yeah no for sure so my uh instagram actually i think all of my social media like my instagram my tiktok my snapchat all these things are like mimi underscore torres zero seven um so yeah i guess they're not very i'll be super honest they're not very professional but we can be homies, you know? I'm a good time, y'all. <laughs> gotcha. And I'll include that in the description, too. Slay the boots, house on mama, yes, God. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Miranda, so much. I love chatting with you and just catching up. And this has just been so refreshing. This is taking me back to 2019, 2020. Oh, my gosh. The days. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. All righty. Bye, y'all. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>